Hey, what's happening? It's Monday, November 8th, 2021, about, what, it's 4.30 now, Pacific Time. First day after we fell back, Daylight Savings. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining. Big weekend, big couple days. We last spoke during the hilarious aftermath of the Virginia election and really nationwide, the Democrats took it in the shorts, as my good father used to say, and all those good men related to him. And uh, it was fun to watch. You could probably follow my anxiety up into the days approaching that election. I didn't want to downplay it because I didn't want people to feel as if this was another massive letdown like November 2020, but it was a year later. Right, it was our chance to finally feel better, feel like the insanity, COVID included, that led to Joe Biden. I mean, of all people, Joe Biden, who couldn't get nominated in like the four times he's tried in his long, bloated, political, no real job career, and he ends up being president of the United States in, in a situation that he didn't, no one in his family, his wife, his son, Hunter, who's hated all of this attention. No one in that family or in his close organization would have predicted he'd be president of the United States ever. Nobody really thought that. And it happened situationally, both with COVID and the opportunity to get ill-fated ballots flushed into the system. It happened. So a year later, we we have some sweet revenge, and hopefully we finally have a Republican Party that puts the throttle down, goes full speed, and whenever they stop, steps on liberal necks. And you can see we're in a situation where the left will help us. Their reaction is predictable. It's always the same. And of course, everything you've read from MSNBC, from the extreme left, which is now a big chunk of the Democratic Party. Everything about Youngkin winning was racist, racist dog whistling. McAuliffe was saying those exact words in the days coming or leading up to the election because he knew he was going to lose. Internal polling is kept close to the vest by both parties, but it leaks out. And Twitter's great for this. You can read on Twitter. You can follow people that have sources and they're very careful. It's about two to three days before any of these elections and internal polling is it's daily, right? They need constant feedback and, and in information in these campaigns. They're trying to figure out where can we make up some ground? Where can we spend some money? There's no shortage of it in nationalized elections like the Virginia governor's race. And so these internal polls are important. I mean, they look at the national ones, the ones that are published by the Rasmussen's and, and the folks that we know, Trafalgar. But they're out there hitting different groups, focus groups, trying to get a feel for what voters are going to do on election day and also what they did now that we're in a very um, long early voting environment and mail-in ballots and the internal polls for a couple weeks as we learned close the election turned on Terry McAuliffe he knew it he was getting desperate and he threw everything including the racist kitchen sink at the Republicans and it failed I'm sure it tightened the race I mean Youngkin won by two percent if it had been closer it might have worked closer going into the election Also, who the hell knows what's going on in places like Fairfax County with only Democrats running the polling stations. Hats off to the people that were there 
that night when all of a sudden Fairfax, the largest county, which is blue, the largest county in Virginia, had unforeseen errors in their counting of the ballots and were going to miss their 8 p.m. Eastern deadline, their first deadline. This year, there have been changes because of the mass freakout, rightfully so, and hysteria last year when Trump, we all went to bed, Trump was ahead, and then you had these dumps of ballots, primarily mail-in votes that had been sitting in crates for God knows how long. No way they were secure from whenever they were collected at these polling stations or collected from these um, postal sites. And all of a sudden you get these 200, 300,000 dumps of votes in different chunks, some of them for Biden in the 90% range. And the election changes overnight. The optics of that, regardless of what we know what happened, the optics are terrible, even if those votes are legit. It had never happened before. And so Virginia, like many states, have made changes so that they're counting those mail-in ballots in parallel to the election day ballot counting. And it's a good system. And Fairfax, like the other precincts, were supposed to have deadlines and meet deadlines, and they didn't. I know for a fact there were poll workers on the ground, Republican poll watchers, that locked in. They were filming everything. They were not going to be deterred. They wore every mask, face, glass, everything they could so that they would not get any shit from a liberal trying to make this thing up from a caliph. And they were on it. And so those are the un, unknown heroes, right? These will be people we'll never know. That's They're not in this for the recognition. They believe in what they do. These are the people that got backhanded, were rejected, were locked out of polling stations a year ago. They didn't let it happen this time, so good job for them. So we're in this new environment. We're watching the Democrats freak out, and all kinds of stories are hitting the news. It's fantastic. We're going to talk about a bunch of them here in the next 35, 45 minutes. First, you've got Ratcliffe, right? The IG investigation, special counsel into the case, the investigation we know is bullshit of Russian collusion, right? We've had this special counsel, Inspector General, right? Durham, looking into this for well over a year, a long time. And people were like, where the hell is he? What's going on? This is like the reverse of Mueller. He's looking at what Mueller didn't have and why even Mueller had a document to write. It was all built on trash, mainly a dossier known as the Steele dossier. We're going to talk about the indictments that are coming from the investigation into the Russian collusion investigation. And guys, it's everything we felt in our guts. Forget anything we've been sold by um, our own people, gateway pundit, far right. Forget election fraud, which is really tough at this point because of the shitty system we had going into November 2020. We're not going to get the satisfaction from election fraud we want, right? There are a lot of people making money bolstering stories that are legit about small-time fraud, right? And um, this is important because we need to look into it. But these are not incidents. This recent Wisconsin incident of nursing homes, this wasn't going to turn the tide of the election. It wasn't going to change the results. But it's shady, and it's pretty big. And it shows how improper nursing homes were handled. We're not going to talk too much about it, but I'll keep an eye on it. But the right-wing news organizations really pump it up like we've got the evidence. Sure, you have evidence of fraud. There's a sheriff submitting a case to a prosecutor and people are going to be charged. But what is the outcome? It's not going to change. No one's going to decertify anything, right? Biden's president for four more years if he can survive and keep from shitting himself. 
Well, Ratcliffe is going to probably make him and Democrats start shitting themselves if they haven't already. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about how much money Donald Trump is making. I can't decide whether he's going to run or not. I think a few factors will tell us for sure. He didn't get great favorability ratings coming out of the Virginia election, but we talked about this last year. There are such things, and the Trafalgar Group teased this out in polls and did so well predicting 2016. They figured out how to find the shy Trump voter. What is the shy Trump voter? It's a voter who says they're not voting for Trump or they don't like Trump. They're voting for the opponent. However, he's, he makes sure he teases it out with following up on issues. So if you have somebody there saying, I'm voting for Biden, but they say the economy and the border are their top two priorities, or they're in their top three or four. It's likely this is a shy Trump voter, somebody who lives maybe in a blue neighborhood, someone who's become paranoid because of the leftist hate. Keep in mind, there's no such thing as a shy Democrat voter. These people have nothing to fear because they're thugs and they surround themselves with ideological thugs. So there's no Trafalgar. These guys don't even bother teasing out a shy Biden voter. They have no repercussions from apparently the white, rage, racist right. These people freely share their opinions on who they're going to vote for as they should. The left has become so evil, so psychotic, so Trump deranged that pollsters have to find out how skewed their polls are by people's fears of retribution from liberals. And so they've got to factor in the shy Trump voter. So if you've got a poll that's within the margin of error, but a lot of identified shy Trump voters, guys like Trafalgar are going to say it's leaning towards Trump. Buttigieg had a hilarious press conference. We'll talk about that. The answer he gave and someone asked him, I mean, this reporter is getting ridiculed. I don't think they care because journalists get ridiculed all the time. They're generally stupid, out of touch people, just like the individuals they're questioning, the politicians. Let's talk about Radcliffe, the former... Um, Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, right? This guy was interviewed about the Steele dossier recently and the indictments coming out of Durham's investigation. It's pretty fantastic, okay? You probably saw it. There was a Russian indicted, right? I think six counts of lying to the FBI, okay? And this this guy's name is Igor Danchenko. He's a key contributor to the Steele dossier, the document with which the entire Russian collusion hoax I will now say it. I always hesitated to say it was a hoax. I wanted to believe it was just people out of control and chasing leads that existed but went nowhere. The leads didn't exist. The leads were made up. Trump, again, was right. It's a hoax. And this guy, Danchenko, is the first arrest coming out of this IG investigation. And the inspector general is no joke. Durham, as a special counsel, had absolute power in what he needed to do. And he kept it quiet. This is not about partisanship, right? Even though they told us that about Mueller. Now, Mueller was a huge failure. The left hates him. They pity him. He was like a doddering old fool when he had to testify in front of Congress with nothing. 18 months of nothing. I mean, you have to remember the memes when Trump won, all the leftist screech was, hurry, Mueller, hurry. Like, He was going to come in on a white horse and save the day. I feel bad for the guy. The expectations were far from realistic for what a special prosecutor could do. But they thought they were going to have Trump and Putin on video in a three-way with God knows who. And you think I'm joking about that. I mean, I am. 
But they all thought Trump hired prostitutes to pee on a bed that Obama was going to be staying on in Russia. And the way they did this is they wrote this fantastical lie called the Steele dossier from a company called Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS, right? This guy, Christopher Steele, works for them. Fusion GPS, later to be discovered, had been funded by Hillary Clinton and her campaign. But bam, boom. This is not, I'm not like connecting weird dots. I'm not into, this is not QAnon stuff. Okay, now they paint everything. Any question you have about Russian collusion or the investigation, oh, you're a Q, you're a QAnon. And those guys are weird. If you're listening and you're a QB, I don't care if you get mad at me. Stop listening for all I care. You guys have lost it. Those of you who are waiting for JFK Jr. to return, I, I feel bad for you, but I'm going to stop soon. You're just as bad as people like AOC. You're part of your own cult, and you can get lost for all I care. Please, please stay out of the camera's way. Do not give the left any more ammunition to say that you and I are in any way alike. You guys have problems. Moving on. So Danchenko's arrested. This guy was a key source, supposedly, of this dossier that Steele drafted, funded by Fusion GPS, the company that Steele worked for. Now, the majority of Steele's research, this is from Fox, I'm sorry, New York Post, research and claims have been discredited, and they have. Now, there are these parts, and you'll see what leftists will say, oh, but there are a few things that were proven true, and there were, this is like basic stuff, like a guy was in a city. Oh, it's that was true, but then the rest of it is crap, or they've got a lot that's unfounded still. What's crazy is liberals will tell you, well, as if it's a defense, well, there's a lot that hasn't been founded, a lot of unfounded stuff. Like, okay, what witness goes on the stand and gets caught lying six times, but then is considered credible later in his or her testimony because they come up with something that's unfounded or maybe a few things that are true? I'm sorry, but a discredited witness is permanently discredited. We'll talk about Kyle Rittenhouse's case. I hope you're following that too. Because the prosecution trying to put Kyle Rittenhouse away is has actually done a great job for the defense. I can't believe we live in a world where this kid, one, was even charged. He shouldn't have been. It's a political, emotional leftist farce. I think he's going to walk scot-free. I pray that he does. Coming back to this, this issue with Durham. So Durham's got a lot coming. According to the former director of national intelligence, Ratcliffe, who was under Trump, and a lot of people, he's not the only one. So don't think this is a Trump guy pumping this. Everyone's known that if Durham finds something like this, like he did on Denchenko and starts dropping indictments and makes an arrest, this is not it. This guy's been working on this for a long time. Denchenko has been interviewed now for a, a week, facing federal charges. These are charges that you cannot plea down. You can't negotiate out. He lied to FBI agents. What I'm thinking is he pumped up the Steele dossier. Right now, they found there's they found this stuff is crap, it's bullshit, and an entire campaign against all of us, not Donald Trump, was fabricated on the fact that they knew our liberal psychotic friends would run with it, like the dipshits that they are. And now that they're starting to be gallons of egg poured on their face, they want to ignore it. Do not let them. First, heat the egg up. I want to melt their faces with it. Share this on social media. You don't even have to comment. It's going to drive them through the roof. See if they respond. Maybe put like a kissy face emoji. Really jam it up their ass, okay? Because they deserve every bit of the shame that they'll feel inside they'll never admit they have. Bring it up over the holidays. Fuck them. They're full of it. 
They lied to all of us. They ran with what they knew would be a lie because they were emotionally touched over a guy that tweeted mean things and made them feel uncomfortable. Good. We're all supposed to feel uncomfortable once in a while and we should deal with it as adults. They didn't. Danchenko is a Russian citizen living in Virginia. Now, this guy can't be shady, can you? The irony, though, the investigation was looking into how Trump was buddy-buddy with Putin in Russia. And the guy that was part and cornerstone of the fraud, of the hoax, turns out to be Russian. And he admitted that the P-tape was based on rumor and speculation. Dude, the vast majority of the Steele dossier was based on rumor and speculation. It was rushed and crammed in to turn the election back towards Hillary Clinton. Get it out there. And they did, right? And of course, when they lost, they doubled down on it. It's all they could do. They didn't think that the queen bee could possibly lose. And now this is, this is crazy. This Russian, Danchenko, is now the third person to face criminal charges from the probe led by Durham, who was appointed by Trump's Justice Department in May 2019. Good job, guys. To investigate what the then president repeatedly decried as a witch hunt. This is from the New York Post as well. Igor Dachenko is the third person to be criminally indicted in connection with the Steele dossier for peddling something that was known to be false to the FBI, Ratcliffe said. But what's important here, this is, again, the former director of national intelligence, is then CIA director, this guy's a hoot, John Brennan's own notes reflect, and the other documents that I declassified, this is Ratcliffe, show that our intelligence community and our FBI knew this ahead of time. That Hillary Clinton, hyphen, he says, he goes on to say, we had specific intelligence that Hillary Clinton was creating a plan to vilify Donald Trump. That's what I said. To falsify, falsely accuse him of ties to Russia and the intelligence community and the FBI knew this. And President Barack Obama and Vice President Joe Biden were briefed. Think about what this means. Brennan, this, keep in mind, Brennan is on an MSNBC contributor. Okay, this guy... Only the left, only liberals would still pay this guy who was predicting Trump basically in a jumpsuit three years ago. He was one of those. He's that much of a lunatic, right? He's a a big-time lib, and he was the director of the CIA. This guy's socialist leftist. Don't let the suit fool you. Don't let the fact, I mean, we shouldn't be fooled by the CIA or FBI email address. Most of these administrative-level DC-located so-called agents of the FBI and CIA are leftist political hacks. A lot of them left behind by the trash dump into our government from the Obama administration. Everything related to the Steele dossier was known to be untrue, but yet it was the predicate for moving forward with an unjust, unfair, and ultimately now everyone accepts a criminally negligent investigation against the Trump campaign. Ratcliffe added. And keep in mind, this is from Ratcliffe, who declassified all the documents so that they could be a part of this investigation. So without getting too much more into it, I think we went deep enough. Read and keep keep following this story, which is already massive. And of course, is um, going to be ignored as long as possible. Now, there are a lot of people talking about all these these lower people like Devchenko and, and these other arrests. They're going to flip, right? 
they're going to, um, um, you know, help bring down the big dogs. We hope so. The irony of that is that's what all the leftist nutcases said would happen when guys like George Stephanopoulos were indicted in the Mueller BS. And of course, it never happened, not because of some overbearing loyalty to Donald Trump. They didn't have anything to deal. I mean, Stephanopoulos was almost ruined by just one discussion at a bar. And they made him into some deep Trump conspiracy. And the guy was barely attached to the campaign. Um, so this is this is going to be something um, of a fantastic ride for us. There's a bunch of them going on right now. And, um, you know, we have to uh, we have to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. We have to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Let's start with Rodgers. Okay. Um, first of all, Aaron Rodgers. Let's 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 get this um, out in the open here. Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers entered into pretty extreme controversy uh, this week or last week, whenever it was, when he came out and basically had COVID. He's not vaccinated, but he kind of lied. He said he was immunized or something before. I mean, I only care so much about any NFL player, but I was intrigued by Rodgers, you know, of State Farm fame as well. But he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, could be arguably the second greatest. We all know who the greatest is, not only because he's a big Trump supporter, he's quiet about it now, but he is the GOAT, and that's Tom Brady. Rodgers is right there. Dude's a champion, freak athlete of Cal Berkeley fame. So Rodgers played college football at Cal, okay, and I think this whole time, keep on, he's a little out of touch, right? He's a multi, multi megastar millionaire, a global household name, definitely a household name in the NFL, the hero of Green Bay, who they were worried was going to leave this year, maybe just retire, some contract issues. He ended up staying there, doing okay. Um, but he doesn't look good. He lost, they lost to Kansas City yesterday. He's still playing. He's not vaccinated. And I guess that was under the impression you had to be to take the field in the NFL, that they went the way of the NBA. I guess they didn't, but he's not vaccinated. He's had COVID, recovered from it. I don't know where this all started. I don't care that much other than the fact that it's an interesting expose on what Aaron Rodgers thought was progressive, right? Cal Berkeley, then he goes into the NFL where he loses touch with the world a little bit. I don't blame him. I would too. I if I was worth as much as he is, I would want to be a little out of touch. I wouldn't deal with petty things. Now, he came out Mr. Apolitical. I don't F the right, F the left. Okay. But he's probably angry because he thought he was being progressive by being anti-establishment. Whoa, 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 Aaron. No, no, no. The new progressive is the new communist, right? It's mandates and it is indoctrination, and it is compliance, sir. You should have kept up to date with all your friends on Twitter, on Berkeley, stayed in line, stayed in touch with Gavin Newsom. You could have. He would have had you over. He'd have loved it. You, you, know, you got long hair. You fit the hippie mentality. I think Aaron, one, being a multimillionaire, is probably more conservative than he wants to admit because he went to Berkeley. And two, he thought he was being liberal. He thought he was being 60s Cal champion by not having a government-mandated shot. 
that's the me the funny thing about the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is he's got this whole battle now. The left hates him. CNN could not. I mean, if it wasn't for this Astro World thing, where a bunch of people is terrible in Houston, and mind you, at a music festival packed with people who are high, and I guess there was some tainted drugs. Big shocker. Whether it was Molly ecstasy, I don't know. Right, a lot of the people that do this stuff are just are annoying when they're not on it. But I guess there was a tainted dose or some cardiac arrest, and they're all. And, and again, the left needs an, an enemy. They can't just say, "Hey, this was a terrible event." They've got to go after somebody. It's the guns. It's white people. Shit, this was a problem. Travis Scott blackmail. Well, fuck it, he'll do. So Travis Scott apparently kept the concert going. There's a there's a paramedic. EMT vehicle off in the distance in the back of the concert trying to get to render aid to somebody. Now, this lack of postponement or stopping the concert being blamed for everything, when you got pictures of these psychopaths in the crowd dancing on the emergency vehicles, high as a kite, but this was Travis Scott's fault, and they got examples of Linkin Park and other people on CNN, how they stop concerts. Travis Scott's devastated. He's canceled the rest of Astroworld, and now everybody's a victim. And there were eight people killed. A teenager, I believe. It's terrible. It's blamed on crowd surge. If you follow Liverpool soccer in the early 90s, it was much worse. Um, And people were found extremely liable for not unlocking gates as fans were crushed trying to enter the stadium and were literally crushed into... A, a lower field entrance area and into a gate. It, it was, I mean, over 50 people killed off the top of my head, not to besmirch the memory of those, but Liverpool holds a ceremony and a remembrance every year for this. And there were no drugs. A lot of people have been drinking, but it's just this crowd surge and people just were moving in one direction and you can't stop it. And um, they are, I mean, it is a, Liability fiasco. There's already been lawsuits for people injured. We'll see how it plans out. I mean, this could be the end of festivals. Not to digress too much, but I mean, I, these events are insured. And af, if there are a bunch of settlements paid out by an insurance company, I don't think anyone's going to want to insure another event like this. It'll be so regulated, it probably won't be fun for the kinds of people that want to go to them. And dance around naked and, you know, see different colors. And, and I mean, some of the music's good. I get it. Um, but this just seems different and I got to love it because in the middle of a so-called pandemic, people are packed into each other and, and I mean, having issues with crowd surge, it's just two different worlds. Um, but Rogers is now hated by the left. You know, he's going to pretend to care at some point. The NFL doesn't know what to do because he's worth a ton of money for them. So are the Green Bay Packers, the people of Green Bay could give a shit because, Regardless of politics, the Packers are everything to them. Everything. I mean, the team's owned by the city. So it's a funny story to watch because this guy just doesn't fit what they want him to fit. They want a pro NFL athlete to be all for compliance, right? Just like Kylie Irving in the NBA. They want the, they get mad at these guys and they want to make them feel guilty and, and, and demonize them simply because they're not towing the line. And Rodgers doesn't care. He's given the middle finger to everybody, including the leftist woke mob and the right. And it's like, I get that, dude. You want to be Mr. Non-Political, but we're in a culture war, pal. There's two sides. So if you're going to label people that don't want mandates as crazy right-wingers, and you're going to say you're anti-political, even though you're agreeing with everything we're saying, you're just a bit of a coward anyway. 
pick a side, bitch, right? You're almost done. What else are you going to do? You're going to be moderate? You're going to be middle of the road and not pick anything? Well, bro, you picked a side when you didn't get vaccinated. Welcome to the game, buddy. Hello. You're in the middle of the arena and you had no idea what not getting vaccinated meant as an NFL athlete? You didn't think you were taking a side? Dude, it's a side. Welcome to my side. The water's warm. Hop on in. But embrace it. Don't bitch about me because I got your back. I am backing the fact that you should have the freedom to make these decisions and not be harassed by anyone, including your employer. But go ahead. Talk shit. Say you're, you're you know, middle of the road and apolitical. We know you're being red-pilled in front of everybody, and it can be rough at first. It's a tough ride. Ask Neo. Okay? But embrace it, dude. All right? You don't want to be with the armpit hair crowd. I mean, they're just uglier. They act uglier. They look uglier. You're welcome here. Everybody's better looking. We're nicer. And we embrace being not sophisticated. Because every time we hear the term sophistication and informed in science, it's really code for being better than everyone else. And again, I'm, I'm, I got vaccinated, Aaron. You shouldn't have to. If you got COVID, you probably got more antibodies than I do. So who's the dumb one here? Um, let's jump to Pete Buttigieg, the mayor who is gay. I make sure you know that who has a husband who has adopted twins and breastfeeds them with a vest device that simulates having two milkable tits. Buttigieg let himself be photographed with this device. And so I can only see him when I see a picture. I see him having fake exterior milking breasts. But I digress. Buttigieg stresses ending pandemic with the vaccine will end supply shortages. So the Secretary of Transportation is out there saying that people getting vaccinated will fix our supply problem. What a psychopath. I mean, what a, what a weirdo. And that's not the worst of it. He did a press conference today, okay? And, and <laughs> he was asked by, God, who was... Um, yeah, her name's April Ryan. So Buttigieg is on the record saying the supply chain crisis we're facing is a COVID crisis only. And of course, there's relations to it going back a long time. Stupid lockdowns, poor coordination between vaccination requirements amongst countries and the shipping companies. And then, of course, you got liberal policies in California that don't let you stack vessels. The shipping crates higher than two. And so you got trucking backups. We talked about this now. We've got the infrastructure bill, which, by the way, is ready for signature and has been for three days. It's been on Biden's desk. The infrastructure he referred to as vital when he was pitching the mega bill that included reconciliation. The infrastructure part, the vital funding, everything we're dying. You know, people are supposedly praying as they're driving over bridges. Not my words, Joe Biden. I guess they got to keep praying because he hasn't signed it into law yet and therefore the funds won't be released. But um, Buttigieg was asked about it at this press conference. Like, there's a celebration. Bro, hey, Pete, when the president doesn't sign it, it's not law yet. But this had to be a, a, an arranged question by April Ryan of CNN. And she asked him about the racism built into roadways. That's right. Not only was this stupid effing moronic question asked, but the stupid cyborg moron who happens to be gay answered it like it was a serious question. 
Ryan said, also, can you give us the construct of how you will deconstruct? Wait, the construct of how you will deconstruct. What person, when they prepare to ask that question, thinks that is a normal thing to ask? The construct of how you deconstruct. My God, she must have been fun at parties and she must have slept with a few professors. This woman has a degree. We all know it. When you ask, we know how you got there, right? You did it the Kamala way. I mean, part of me envies you. It's a lot of work. Also, can you give us the construct of how you will deconstruct the racism that was built into roadways? So right there, roadways are racist, according to April Ryan and the nutcase leftists at CNN. And Buttigieg, the robot, (laughs) answers it and says, I'm still surprised that had some people were surprised. I'm reading this verbatim. I'm still surprised that had some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that if a highway was built for the purpose of dividing a white and black neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids to a beach, or that would have been in New York was designed too low for it to pass by, that the obvi- that 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 obviously that 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 he said it that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Yep, and I mean, April Ryan, if you don't know what she looks like, she's wearing a mask. That's a good thing. Um, I mean, she's right out of a leftist, cultural, white people, African studies, men are oppressors, professor look. And so Buttigieg, dead serious, um, asked was asked about how he will construct the deconstruction of racism. So this is the priority when we're going to fix bridges and stuff. Is he literally, are these idiots, are they going to spend millions of dollars breaking down roadways or redirecting highways? So what, that we get to drive through the shitty parts of New York or LA or San Francisco? Like, please, Pete, yes. I, you know what? I want to hear from the voters on your side who are excited to spend our tax dollars on not only fixing bridges, but fixing them so that they go through different routes. I'll be damned if I take a train in a tunnel under a bad neighborhood. Fill the tunnel, Pete. I shouldn't say that about Pete Buttigieg, but you know what I'm talking about. Fill the tunnel, Pete. Let's go right through the heart of that shitty neighborhood. Right? Let's just go right through it. So we can tell everybody that we're strong and we feel guilty about being white and we're not afraid of bad neighborhoods. Now, these people wouldn't walk through these neighborhoods, take an Uber because you start to stop at red, red lights, but they'll take a train through it as long as the train's running and as long as it maybe only stops once in those bad neighborhoods. Keep in mind, these people are all hypocrites and I'm kidding. They wouldn't ride that train for half a second if it didn't go under a bridge if it didn't go in a tunnel, if it didn't bypass shitty neighborhoods. Keep in mind, New York City, run by Democrats, these are supposedly the racists that built all of these bridges and roadways. And now another Democrat is going to pretend that it's his opponents that did this. These are you, dude. These are white liberals that did this because you hate minorities. You only like them when you can leverage them to vote for you to keep you in power, Pete. You don't do shit for minorities. You don't want them to have school choice. But yet you're going to pretend you wish your bus went right through bad neighborhoods because it happens to have minorities living there? You're crap. You're full of shit. 
The only time you're in bad neighborhoods, Pete, people like you, are when you're gentrifying them into condos for white people or for the black people you approve. So stop with the nonsense. And this April Ryan should know better, but she doesn't care about information or education. She cares about feelings. And this is something she feels good about. And she had to ask the question because it's not a question. It's a rhetorical question. She's making a point. And Pete Buttigieg, the cyborg, loves this stuff. It's spoon-fed for him, and it's an easy answer because it's how this idiot thinks. And this guy was a presidential candidate that some people I know who claim to be serious thought would be a good president. And I remember thinking, like, dude, the guy reads a script pretty once in a while, and you think he could run the greatest nation in the free world because he was mayor of South Bend, and oh, by the way, he was a shitty mayor, probably wouldn't have been reelected had he not been secretary of transportation under the old man. So Pete Buttigieg is going to fix the racist roads and bridges for all of us. And without doing his job and doing anything that he could do or get the president do to fix our supply crisis, he's just going to tell us we're not all vaccinated. It's unbelievable, right? I mean, no, it's not. They're the same people, right? They're always the same. They have to do this. Um, Interesting thing today, about 33 countries were allowed to fly and travel into the United States that had otherwise been banned from doing so because of COVID. Remember, we're in this pandemic that Joe Biden says we're all going to die, yet travel dollars are needed. And at the same time, more European countries moved to CDC's highest risk category for travel. So again, they're just not consistent. They're telling us how dangerous the world is, yet 33 countries can fly here. Now, they got to be vaccinated and tested. That's fine. Um, but uh, I don't know. You know, it, it, CNN doesn't know what to do with this because this isn't a Trump. I mean, if Trump did this, he'd be killing people, right? It's a quiet concern story now that Biden's president. But they talk about how we have now reopened our borders to Europe, the global epicenter of COVID-19. I don't know if it's past tense. I don't know if they're talking about... Um, you know, they're still the epicenter, but they got a shitload of cases and they had a shitload of lockdowns. And I think their vaccine, the AstraZeneca one, might be kind of a dud. Um, and so you've got in UK and Ireland places, you got like people that have been vaccinated in the hospital, unlike the statistic here. Um, and again, what you don't know is how are the people who've had COVID faring in Europe? I think pretty well with their natural immunity because we don't hear anything bad about it. We're never gonna hear anything good about natural immunity. Right, The drug companies don't want natural immunity to even be a thing. If you had COVID, as soon as you will, come get the shots. right? And of course, now Pfizer has a promising therapeutic to treat you if you've got COVID. I hope it works. Um, but it'll be very interesting if that becomes mass available. Because the unvaccinated, rightfully so, will think, hey, if I can have access to this stuff, I take care of myself. If I come down with it, I'll just start this therapeutic from Pfizer that shows great promise. Oh, How dare you? You're supposed to get the vaccine and probably just take the therapeutic if you don't feel good. No no COVID test needed. That's the big pharma prescription. I'm not anti-pharma. Like I said, I had the Pfizer vaccine, but they sponsor everything and they are in it for money more than anything. These are not philanthropists, right? Um, But France apparently has seen a sharp rise in cases this month. Um, Macron's going to address the country like now. Like it's evening here uh, in the United States. So in a few hours, Macron's going to address the country about rising cases. Um, Now, again, 
I agree with us opening up the travel. If we're going to test people, we're going to go through this. And he's like, it's fine. We've already got COVID here. It's not a pandemic anymore. It's an endemic. We're probably all going to get it. So everybody flexing and saying, oh, it's too soon. They'll say it's too soon for three more years. These are introverts with no life, right? Gamers, right? Fat turds on their couches that don't want to be forced to leave. They don't want to go back to work. They want another lockdown. They want unemployment. We just had a little boost in jobs numbers because these lazy farts are finally getting dragged back into work because they're running out of money from you and me. So they're forced to come back to work and they hate it. And by the way, everybody's rude, right? Now I'll give it a crap. I've had this in restaurants at all, but anything else requiring customer service is a little bit curt, right? All these people suffering at home, I think they really enjoyed it. They look a little pale. They look a little glossy around the chins, the extra chins, and they're angry, right? They got used to sitting on their asses, and now they got to pay the bills. And Grandpa Joe's not paying them anymore. Their states aren't paying them anymore. You got to get your ass back to work. And what, what did they do this whole time? Did they look for opportunities, take some online classes, make sure they had better opportunities? No, they sat on their ass and they did what unskilled laborers tend to do. I'm sorry, but they just stayed unskilled. You had a lot of time. You had an internet. You could have learned something. You could have worked on getting into another industry, at least after you went back to work in the job you hate. It was 18 months. 18 months. I mean, you could have started an online degree in May of 2020. Started taking classes. They were letting people at the time go quarter by quarter. You'd be, shit, you'd be more than halfway through an associates. If you, and for people that had school started, what were you thinking? Not taking classes. No, but you watched Netflix probably. All right. I mean, I worked out and did a podcast. You know, I read some shit. I still, I, I had a job from home, but I get freed up sometime. Now, being that I was in Texas for part of it, that helped because they're not crazy. But you get back into California, it's lunacy. You're locked down. You couldn't, you know, you got passports to go places in San Francisco. Now they're going to require kids. By the way, what's with the vaccine kid pornography that I'm subject to when I'm at the gym? I mean, for God's sake, it's like every leftist news outlet, every local one has to show you some poor kid in a mask up on stage, nervous, uncomfortable, getting a shot. Because these are normal kids. They don't like getting shots. It's odd. It's weird. You people that are into it, I mean, just thinking it's sharing, it's weird. These parents are weird. I feel bad for these kids that would, that would want their kid filmed in part of a story. Here they are getting a shot for something that would save maybe 0.05% of them from mortality or any issues a virus that has really had it has had no effect on healthy kids except for a minute number they get something called inflammatory syndrome it's serious but we're talking like 4,000 ever kids and you're going to get a shot that was rushed out they had kids by the way getting adult doses by accident whoops we gave you double the dose that was studied for children good luck son good luck honey how are you feeling now of course the parents are probably like well, they have more antibodies now. They're strong. She's stunning. He's a woman anyway. 
Oh my God. Can you imagine the people that had their kids in line for this vaccine right away? I'm not just waiting to like, let's find out how some other kids do. I mean, I'm, I mean, if I'm a, a liberal, I'm giving it a couple of weeks to see if some kids grow a third ear or something. No, they're just out there because honestly for them, their kids are their accessories of activism now because they've, they've lost their minds. I mean, they were gone when Trump won. They slowly melted down and degenerated over the few years that led into COVID and then COVID created just a blob of mess in these people. Bill Maher's calling it out. You got Chappelle still pissing everybody off because he doesn't care. He thinks, I mean, he basically thinks the woke generation's making him more money, and it is. I mean, Bill Maher is a big Democrat, but he is calling them out. He's like, hey, we're going to lose. James Carville, right? Famous Democrat. Long time. Cajun James. He was being interviewed this week. He's saying, this is nuts. It's not racism. It's the woke stupidity. He's finally saying something because it can't be ignored if they want to win elections. I mean, if nothing changes significantly between now and next November, they're losing the House and losing the Senate. Now, Biden's going to get some kind of reconciliation passed, and it's going to have, you know, some liberal things, and he's going to get a boost. I mean, I, I wanted to get to this. I know you probably heard of the poll today um, from USA Today, Maersk. I think I'm going to look it up now. Poll on Biden's numbers. Um, his disapproval was 59%. This is the USA Today Suffolk poll. And I'm going to read it to you as soon as I ignore the request from USA Today to subscribe to their illiterate newspaper. But this is straight from a poll, so we'll go there. And keep in mind, USA Today is designed for our middle school level adult readers, right? The low information voters that we so love. But they even said, and this is from their politics section, it would be a lead story if it was Trump. Gloomy landscape for Democrats in midterms as Biden's approval drops to 38%. That's a new low in one poll. 38%. Those 38% are, are committed, by the way. A year before the 2022 midterms, Republicans hold a clear lead on the congressional ballot. Yeah. And this Suffolk University USA Today poll, it was Wednesday through Friday, found that Biden's support cratered among independent voters. That's the big scare. Independents are crushing him. And this is after the hard infrastructure bill, the $1.2 trillion, came late Friday. Um, now this poll probably didn't factor that in, but again, he's got to sign that bill. I mean, the day came and went, which I found interesting that they did the vote and passed it on a Friday. So they realized that this is a fail. This was supposed to be part of a massive bill combined with reconciliation, the social spending, which is build back better, right? Which we know is build back communist, but mansion and cinema weren't having it. Right, even it was going to be a pure party line vote. They got two Democrats that were not going to vote on it as it was. The progressives are freaked out, so they felt they had to do something. What did they do? They put together the infrastructure part. It's not even 1.75. It comes down to 1.2 trillion, and they pass it on a Friday, which is the last day you want to pass something or do something that you want people to know about. Right? You lose it. That's when Fridays when you report something. Especially the left is famous for doing this. They report something that would be big news that would hurt their side. Dump it on a Friday. Put it in the news cycle on Friday. It dies over the weekend. A vote on infrastructure you'd think would be a Monday morning thing. Now maybe they passed it on Friday so Biden could have signed it today. He didn't. Is he going to sign it tomorrow? There's no word. 
So this vital infrastructure I talked about this earlier is not so vital that we can't wait a few days for to do the political landscape thing. I'm sure when he signs it, he's going to get a little bit of bump. That's what the Biden protagonists, sycophants say. But come on. I mean, he's just a big fat loser. He's an anchor for them. And even when he gets a boost out of passing, not only the, you know signing the infrastructure, before the end of the year, he's going to get some kind of budget reconciliation in. They got to do it before like some December 12th deadline. They got to do something. So it'll pass and they'll talk it up. It won't be three trillion. It won't be probably two. I'm going to guess it's going to be in the 1.5 range. They're going to try to get it up to 1.8 so they can say we got three trillion total. 1.8 in reconciliation, 1.2 in infrastructure. I don't know if they'll be able to do it. Um, and they talk about Kamala Harris, how she was a unique champion. Lately, they're disappointed. Yeah. You're disappointed in someone who's an idiot who got to where she was by getting on her knees and being half black, half Indian and female. That's all she brought to the table. She's a dunce. And she's they keep her out of the spotlight for a reason because she can't help her nervous cackle. No matter what she says afterwards, when she does that, it's like, oh, shit. Oops. It tarnishes anything that she might say that would help her. And she's not even capable She's not even capable. Um, we covered a lot today. Went shit, We went almost 50 minutes. I appreciate you hanging in. Um, it's a good week for me. I'm not traveling, and I should get a few shows in. I'll stay on top of this. There's going to be some more news. Hopefully, we get some more indictments from the Durham um, special prosecutor investigation. Right? We want to see some people getting arrested. There will be more indictments. Right? This is just the beginning. So hang in. Be happy. Things are good. Let's cheer for the Republicans, and maybe it'll be funny when Biden does finally try to make something out of his, uh, signing the infrastructure bill. It's supposedly bipartisan, and there will be, there will be like, well, there are. There were 16 Republicans in the Senate that passed, and I'm not going to fault them for that. I wonder how many of them want to be at that signing ceremony, right? It's bipartisan, but does Mitch McConnell want to be there? I mean, McCarthy won't. McCarthy's not going to be standing there with Trump, with Biden. He didn't vote for it. But I wonder if any of these senators are going to stand next to Biden or any of the Democrats want to. He's nuclear waste for their political future. So it'll be funny to see who shows up whenever he does sign it because it's political suicide if this bill passed bipartisan and he didn't, doesn't sign it this week sometime. He's going to. I wonder what they're going to make of it. We'll see. Take care of yourselves. Um, be good. Enjoy the rest of your week. Happy Monday. It's almost over. And God bless. We'll talk to you soon.